Pro Silly listeners, welcome to the Professionally Silly Podcast. I'm your audible boo-thang, Amber Smiles Jones, and this is the podcast where we talk about true crime, the paranormal, and weird-ass shit that I find online. Hosted by me, someone who was often misunderstood for being into true crime. Look, it's not like I advocate murder. I don't. Okay, (laughs) clearly murder is bad, it's wrong, don't do that. But it it is the stories and the puzzles and and all the the in-between that I find interesting. You know, I could, I I definitely could have been a cop. I definitely could have been a cop if marijuana was never a thing. But it is and I can't. So, hey, 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 it's legal in LA, so shut up. (laughs) okay moving on so this past sunday i posted a terrifyingly fun youtube video for my uh, professionally silly youtube channel and this week um well i well that week i actually came across a few interesting 360 videos if you're not familiar with 360 videos it's so much fun and it's like really easy uh to watch them and let me explain so you go to youtube you type in 360 videos and enjoy pretty much uh, how it works is that you're able to move your phone or your ipad or whatever around so you're able to see everything that was filmed in its entirety 360 camera allows you to see just that the full 360 degrees so you can take your finger and move it across the screen to be able to see everything that's behind the camera under the camera next to the camera and even on top of it it's really fucking interesting so luckily for me i had one of those virtual reality headsets for smartphones but i um i put my i put my phone on the inside and i also hooked up my headphones to it so i could really be immersed in whatever the video was that i was that i was watching and that shit was wild it was like i was there so i decided to play or not really play a game but i was watching someone play a game uh it's called face your fears and it's on the vicinity 360 youtube channel and it was fun and i will definitely 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 be making more vr uh game reaction videos that's for that's for a fucking fact (laughs) uh last week uh we talked about unusual and bizarre ways that people died yeah, and I have to tell you that it was creepy as fuck and uh, made me super paranoid about um, everyday things, honestly. But uh, because I, as I was doing the research for uh, for this episode, uh, for that episode, I came across, like, I came across a lot more than the stories that I shared with you all. You know, one thing's for sure, we definitely, we definitely all learned uh, not to play with lava lamps do not heat them up on stoves that's a very stupid thing to do also facial hair can be deadly and uh elevators can also be dangerous so yeah if you guys haven't heard that podcast episode yet uh make sure you check it out because it's definitely it'll definitely make you more aware of your surroundings (laughs) oh man well they were definitely um they'll definitely be a part two for that particular episode i think that topic so if you you know me man i feel like i feel like i say that a lot about my podcast episodes i swear in my own mind i have like the best content out there and clearly there's there needs to be a part two to my awesomeness so there will be for a lot of the episodes that we've probably already done but just uh, more more fun information that I haven't covered yet. But uh, be sure if you've got some, uh, if you want to be part of those part two stories, you know that I, that I haven't done yet. Uh, shoot me an email. It's professionally silly at gmail.com. Everything is spelled correctly. Um, or you know anything that you would like to share. Whatever you want to email me there. Uh, this week though, in the spirit of Halloween, I thought creepy stories would be the perfect fit. So per the huge. I uh, searched through the web to find some great stories to share, so I'll um, I'll keep up the creepy factor for the rest of the episode for the rest of the episodes this month, okay? Why not? You weirdos enjoy creepy as much as I do. <laughs> Tis the season to be creepy. <laughs> so before we get started, I would love it, love it, love it if you guys gave me a five star and a written review on Apple Podcast or whatever auditory platform that you are using. I know it doesn't sound like much, but it is extremely helpful uh, to make my podcast you know, easy, more easily accessible to those who haven't heard of us yet. So, I mean, let's be honest, that'll be dope. I would love my podcast to grow. If you haven't already, 
uh, take a listen to my older episodes and share your thoughts about them on the podcast, Twitter, or Instagram page. And they are both called It's Pro Silly. I-T-S-P-R-O-S-I-L-L-Y. And for now on, the Instagram page will have photos and or videos pertaining to the episode. So make sure you take a, take a look as you listen along and uh, have some fun. Grab a drink, some snacks, and uh, join me for some spooky stories. Tis the season to be creepy. Fa la 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 la. Death. <laughs> loves the Halloween season. I, for one, have always enjoyed Halloween, even as an adult. We all get boozed up, get to dress up and be kids again, eat lots of candy. Sounds like a good time. Nothing says Happy Halloween like booze, candy, and creepy stories. And speaking of which, I've got a few stories that will make you want to double check all your doors and windows in your home. So turn off the lights Grab your headphones, and let's get into these scary stories. Living in the northern part of Mexico, the drug cartel's war was very intense in the city where I lived in a couple years ago. I was waiting across the street when I saw a big truck dumping a plastic bag that happened to contain a dismembered body. The worst part is, no one did anything. I just waited for the light to change, and then I ran like hell. Well, that was just a lovely way to start this episode, just to jump on in uh, with the Mexican cartel. <laughs> yes, I, look, I don't know much about Mexico or cartels in general, but I do know I want no part of them. No ma'am, no way, no sir, no how, no thank you. Uh, okay, but can you even imagine witnessing uh, witnessing uh, something like that, you know, and, and, and it being normal where you reside, so normal, in fact, that people are like, oh, there's another bag of uh, body parts, whatever, we're going to McDonald's. It's just, that's some scary ass shit. Although I, I do have to say that if there was no one uh, driving on the street, I certainly would not have waited for the light to change. I would have acted as if I forgot something in the opposite direction of where the body was dumped, hit that about face and kept it moving. <laughs> you know, just no, <laughs> just being just pretending to be oblivious to all the crazy shit that's happening around me. No, sir. No, ma'am. No way. No how. No, thank you. <laughs> Let's move on to the next story, shall we? Growing up, my bedroom was the only one that faced the front of the house in the street. I was about eight or nine. I woke up to my dad calmly but firmly telling me to get up, go in the bathroom, and to shut the door. I was annoyed, but because I was also half asleep, I listened. Apparently, I was more tired than I realized, because I fell asleep on the bathroom floor. The next morning, I asked my mom what happened. She seemed oblivious and confused. I looked at my dad like she was crazy, and I asked him why he had woken me up. He denied doing it. I was becoming frustrated to the point of tears, but ultimately, I let it go. Fast forward to college. I was home one break and decided to ask again. I had, I actually thought of that night off and on for years and it still bothered me. This time, my dad goes, <laughs> I was wondering if you even remembered that. Turns out that a lot of houses on our block were being vandalized and robbed all those years ago, someone had broken into the garage and was inside the house. My room was partially over the garage. My dad heard it happen 
and quietly got me to safety. Police were called. The guy ran. He was never caught. However, and my parents didn't want a terrified kid on their hands. So, for years, they pretended like nothing had ever happened. It wasn't supernatural, but it was unsettling, for sure. First, uh, let me say, when I am woken up in the middle of the night, I'm always super confused. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know where I am, who I am, or what, what's happening. Okay, <laughs> but, you know, kudos to mom and dad for not scaring the shit out of their kid unnecessarily. You know, that's I, I understand that. Kids could have, like, he could have had, like, nightmares for a long time after that, which, you know, could cause other problems for him as well. You know, and if, and if he were your kid, let me ask you this. What would you have done? Would you have done what, what, what these parents did in this particular situation? Or would you have told your kid the truth? How would you have handled that? Now, I, you can let me know on the on Twitter, by the way, at It's Pro Silly. Now, I, I, I've, I've experienced break-ins a couple of times in my life, once as a child and another time as an adult. And let me tell you, it's fucking terrifying. Now, when I was a kid, a neighbor, uh, a neighbor kid broke into my house. But at the time, I didn't know that, <laughs> you know, but they stole um, a lot of PlayStation 1 games that lets you know my age right there. And the other kids in the neighborhood always told me that they thought it was like this other kid named John. And uh, I, I still do think that it, it was him to this day when I, that little bastard. And I, <laughs> I really do. Everybody, oh, it was probably John. And John was like, he was pretty popular in the neighborhood. He always played, he played basketball very well. When we all, when all the kids got together to ball, everybody wanted John on their team. You know, he was just good at trick shots. The kid was dope, but I don't know. When I, when, when I heard about what happened and uh, John was around, he always would leave the conversation or walk away or change the subject or something like that. So we all thought it was him. But at the time, I thought it was clearly uh, the boogeyman who broke into my apartment and stole all my video games because, you know, I was a kid. <laughs> but I'll tell you about my other adult story of a home, in, home uh, break-in a little bit later in the show, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. In college, I would go home every other weekend to work at a job I've had since high school. I would drive directly from campus after my last class on Friday to my job. And then after my shift was done, I'd go back to my parents' house, which was out in the middle of nowhere. My parents weren't yet home, when I got back from work, they often spend their Friday and Saturday evenings drinking like they were the ones in college. So the house was dark, and since it was mid-fall, so was the yard. Except for the yard light. I pulled into my normal parking spot, got out of the car, and then turned to open the back door of my car to get my backpack out of the back seat. That's when I noticed it. I noticed that the bathroom light was on. W was that light on when I pulled up? It, it must have been, right? As I was contemplating the lights and reaching for my backpack, there was suddenly an angry, old-looking woman just standing in the window staring at me. We're not talking resting bitch face here either. She was pissed at me, and I, I knew it. So we stood there staring at each other for a good 10 seconds when my parents pulled into the driveway and distracted me from my stare down with the woman. By the time I turned back, the light was still on, but the woman was gone. Ooh, okay, see this right here, this right here, this is why I will never live in the middle of nowhere. Okay, uh, <laughs> no need, no, I just, I need to have people uh, to hear my cries for help in case of an emergency. I need to have people around here. What, I mean, would any of you, to be honest with you, would any of you have even noticed that the, that the light in the bathroom was on? To be honest with you, I would be like, oh, the bathroom light's on, but I probably would have just assumed that um, one of my parents left it on. I would have assumed that 
Although I probably would have wised up after having a stare down with an angry old lady. Uh, <laughs> that's just me. But I probably also uh, would have gone inside looking for the creepy old bitch as well. You know, thug life first and foremost. Let's just say that. Thug life first and foremost. Um, <laughs> but after, after looking away for a second and then looking back just to see that she disappeared, bruh. That would have set off some alarm bells, my friend. Let me just say, uh, living in the middle of nowhere invites creepy shit to happen to, mo to to people. It does. Almost every creepy story starts off as we were in the middle of nowhere and, or boom, it came out of nowhere. Like the, those are the best stories. You know, <laughs> every creepy story sounds like that. Ah, so I guess moral of the story, try not to live in the middle of nowhere. That's where crazy shit goes down. I'm just trying to save lives here. Back in 2012, two men busted in my back door. It took them a few minutes as it was a metal door with a metal frame with sturdy hinges and a lock. One of the guys was probably six foot six and pretty large. He was finally able to break it off the hinge with a crowbar. When I heard them start hammering on the door, I told my wife to call the police and lock her and our baby behind two doors. And then I went out into the hallway with a shotgun. I kept yelling at them to leave and that the cops were coming and that I was armed. They kept coming. Eventually, I heard a pop and the banging stopped and I knew that they were through. I told them in no certain terms that if I saw them in my house, I was going to kill them. A few seconds later, they came around the corner, both holding what appeared to be weapons, and I shot the bigger one twice in the chest. The other one just stood there confused, probably trying to process what in the hell had just happened. He took one step towards me, and I shot him as well. Police showed up about two minutes later. Both men died at the scene. One had a knife and duct tape. The other had a crowbar. I later found out that the larger one was wanted for some sort of manslaughter charge because he killed his girlfriend one state over. I have zero regrets about that night. They had multiple chances to leave and I have no doubt that they would have hurt my family if I had not stopped them. First off, okay, it took them a minute to get in, okay? <laughs> it took them a long time to get in, it did. So I need, I need and now want a metal door with a metal frame uh, with sturdy ass hinges and several locks. And at the very least, you can hear people coming, trying to get in. That gives you a lot of time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that gives you a little heads up that shit's about to go down. You see what I'm saying? It's, 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 <laughs> it's like an, an audible heads up warning when you think about it. Plus he had his wife and child to protect. You know what I'm saying? So that shit right there, protecting the ones you love will fill you with an adrenaline you've never experienced in your life. Trust me when I say that. And I also have to say, if you warn someone that the cops are on their way and you tell them that you'll fucking shoot them and they still don't care, in my opinion, oh, here's a fucking dog again. In my opinion, uh, that certainly means that they have no good intentions. You know what I'm saying? No good intentions at all. Which, by the way, I do apologize for my neighbor's fucking dog again. Jesus, sorry. That just really pisses me off. Um, <laughs> but perhaps maybe they wanted more than just your belongings. After he warned them that he would kill them if he saw them in his house, they still, the guy, they still came forward. Those criminals didn't give a shit, okay? And I have to say, after seeing uh, the first one get shot twice in the chest, I have no idea what the fuck the other guy was thinking about taking another step forward the dude who's holding the shotgun that just killed his friend. I don't know where his brain was. How, how fucking stupid do you have to be, my guy? Like, I guess he was just a dumbass. I don't know. But now he's a dead dumbass. So that's what happens. But uh, it, 
was clear as to why those men were there judging by what was found on them, a, t- a knife, a crowbar, and some duct tape. There, there were no bags to collect stolen items, just weapons and something that can be used to tie someone up. Plus one of them is, is, has already committed murder by killing his girlfriend. So I, I, I certainly can't imagine he would give a shit about people he didn't even know when he clearly did not give a shit about someone he supposedly cared for. Bro, y'all better go ahead and check those windows and those doors real quick. I'm just saying. And get yourself a metal door if you can. Them shits sound fire. I'm, I'm gonna get me one of them. Hopefully, in recording the rest of this podcast, my neighbor's dog will shut the fuck up. But it probably won't. <laughs> Ever wonder what terrible thing happened on this day in true crime history? My name is Karina B. Mister writer and host of Morning Cup of Murder, your daily true crime podcast that dives into what murder took place on today's date in history. With over 500 episodes about serial killers, murderers, cults, and cold cases, there is always something new for you to enjoy. Morning Cup of Murder is the perfect addition to your morning routine. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, start your day with a morning cup of murder. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen, and come say hi on social media at Morning Cup of Murder. Oh, and remember, stay safe. ready for the next creepy story I gotta tell you this one it makes me definitely second guess wanting to download any of those sleeping apps you know those apps that people record uh, the sounds around them as they're asleep a lot of people download it just to see if, if they talk in their sleep and if they do what do they say while there are others who truly want to know if they're sleeping alone or is it possible that they're being joined by a paranormal friend? A few months ago, I downloaded an app for my phone, Sleep for my Android. I bought the premium version of the app for the extra features to record sounds throughout the night when volumes reach a certain threshold. It would activate when I would snore or move around I would usually spend the next evening going over some of the recorded sounds and everything was pretty normal and until I listened to something that was out of the ordinary. It was near the beginning of April and I had the apartment to myself. It started out I it started out picking up my snoring and then the hairs on my neck stood up as I hear the doorknob moving. Following this, you can hear my door open, slowly. I I was confused and a little worried. Everything was still locked up. Nobody came home. The chain lock was still latched on the front door, and my landlord certainly didn't come. I tell you what, I certainly don't use the app anymore. Wow, okay. I'll be honest with you dudes, I have definitely tried one of those apps before. I certainly have. The th- the only thing I have ever heard was the sound of, of my extremely loud snoring. I don't snore all the time, but when I do, it's, it's, it's not a very sexy sound, okay? <laughs> but I can tell you this though. If I listened to the previous night through the app and I could hear my doorknob turning and then hear the door actually opening, holy shit. I, 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 it definitely would have been a a terrifying moment. Okay. (laughs) Especially after you looked around and and you realize that everything is still locked up. And I, I, oh man, I got to be honest with you as a paranormal investigator, I'm always terrified that I'm going to bring something home with me. And those apps are a great way to find out if you actually did. So I don't know, maybe I should download the sleep app and See what I can catch, huh? What do you guys think?
or maybe not. Sometimes ignorance surely is bliss. <laughs> I grew up in a small town and lived out in the country. My mom and I were coming home from Walmart really late one night and decided to take the back way home. I still had my learner's permit, so I wanted to take a road with less traffic. Anyone who has ever lived or been in the country knows just how creepy these roads can be at night. I was going around a curve right before a one lane bridge so I slowed down in case I had to stop. Then, out of nowhere, this woman jumps in front of me on the driver's side of the car and starts pounding on the hood of the car. Her mouth was moving, but I, I, I couldn't make out what she was saying. My mom started freaking out and told me not to stop and just keep driving. I kept going, and we both looked back to see where she was and no one was there. To this day, my mom and I still remember it clearly. Turns out, there's apparently a legend about a woman who died around the bridge and supposedly can be seen sometimes late at night. I get goosebumps to this day just thinking about it. Uh, okay, first of all, once again, they started off on the wrong note, okay? They lived out in the country. I've told y'all this. Now, my true crime mind tells me, okay, never live in the country or in city areas. Safety is nowhere, okay? <laughs> don't, live in, don't live in suburbia. Don't live in rural areas. Don't, just don't live anywhere, okay? <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> yeah, true. being in a true crime makes you hella paranoid. Now, country roads at night are super terrifying, okay? Just just waiting around for the jeepers, creepers, moth dude to attack, it's, it's terrifying. Also, everyone knows that the, the one-lane bridges, they're always fucking haunted. Always. There's, there, there's no way they're not. So many people probably got in so many accidents on those fucking bridges. I mean, it's one lane. I'm sure there's been a few accidents there, you know, and usually the, 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 uh, the newer bridges aren't built to have just one lane. So that there's a good chance that that bridge has probably been there for over a hundred years. Who knows? I don't know. I don't even know what bridge it is, but I can imagine that the older bridges, uh, probably have a lot of energy and, uh, spiritual connections surrounding them, especially if the bridge is over water. They say that water is a conduit for like electrical currents and whatnot, and uh, spirits will use the energy of running water, uh, especially bodies of water to show themselves. So that's a possibility. But having a random person, dead or not, banging on your car in the middle of nowhere on a creepy fucking bridge, no less, is creepy as shit. And I would have lost my mind. There's a good chance if that was a real person, they would have been run over by my car. I'm just, <laughs> you know, I ain't stopping. You know what I'm saying? I mean, also, you know, um, I don't think I would have stopped my car simply because what if it was a trap and she wasn't a spirit at all? What if she was a distraction and there were other people nearby waiting to carjack a bitch or worse? I don't know. You know, you just never know. So then, then actually finding out that a woman actually died around that bridge, it definitely triples the creep factor of the situation. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So let me know on the uh, at it's pro silly Twitter page. What would you have done if someone or something started banging on the hood of your car? Would you have stopped? I'm just curious about that. I have a pretty big house. My room has a huge window right next to my bed. So at night, I usually stay up on my iPod on my bed with the window open. On the outside of my window, there's the driveway where my dad's cars are parked. The window was closed that day, and all the lights were off except the red glow from my alarm clock. At around 3 a.m., for some reason, I look out the window. There was about a 5'8 guy 
in a big black sweater staring directly into my window. He was about 10 feet away from me and I'm staring right at his face. I thought he was going to run away, but I realized he cannot see me at all. While all of this is happening, he is walking very slowly sideways, still looking right at my window. I run to my dad's room, wake him the fuck up, get a bat I had lying around and run to the front door, which leads right out to the driveway. I unlock the door, turn the knob and kick the shit out of the door so he can clearly hear it. I walked outside to give him time to run. I looked around and my dad's car door was wide open. Also, the backyard motion sensitive lights were on, which meant he ran around my house out the right side. No cops necessary. Like a boss. <laughs> I freaking love that story. <laughs> If there is one thing that we learned from from this particular story is is it's pretty old okay um you know he said ipod ipods are old let's let's not forget that i think those they, those came out before iphones man all right <laughs> that shit takes me back but i think i would have lost my shit if i'm being completely honest with you if i saw someone looking at me through my window in the middle of the dark at in the middle of the night Oh, no, 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 no. That is a terrible fucking fear of mine. Like, literally, whenever it's dark outside I ha and I have lights on inside, I have to make sure that my blinds are down or the curtains are closed because if it's dark outside and it's light inside of your house, that makes it very easy for people to see inside, okay? And you can't see out because it's too fucking dark, okay? But I, I also live in Los Angeles, so it's definitely a safety precaution, but when... <laughs> When I do that at my mom's house, she finds it really annoying. She's constantly going behind me and reopening the blinds and shit like that. But, you know, they, they live out in the middle of nowhere, too, which is terrifying. Okay, still. <laughs> but I tell you what, man, it's a good thing that that the man could not see him. It's lucky that the lights were out inside as well. You know, and can I just say how awesome it was that he kicked that door open like a cop in a movie Oh man, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've always wanted to kick through a door of a building or an apartment or a house or something. That would be awesome. want to do that without having to pay for repairing the damage that is caused by my amazing uh, front kick. <laughs> also, let me say motion sensor lights are the shit. Okay. Get them, get them immediately. Okay. I'm thinking about getting one for my studio apartment, just having it right outside my door. That way, if I, I, everybody in the, in the, in the hall will know if someone's walking by. <laughs> I, I, but you know, I, I do live in a studio, in a studio apartment and I do, um, have my own security measures for living in such a small space alone. So trust me when I say no cops are necessary. Like a boss, I will cut you. I'm letting you know, don't, don't break in here. You will be cut. <laughs> Thug life, bitches. So I live in Eastern Oregon and my mom lives in Western Oregon. I went to visit her for the summer and she's very outdoorsy. So we decided to take a one hour drive from her city to the coast. We end up at this free campsite at the top of this hill, huge foothills of the coastal mountains, about 25 minute drive from the top of where the campsite is to the bottom where the main road was. And we were the only campers there. We relaxed for the rest of the day, made food, etc. A truck full of men drive up the hill and talk to my mom. I don't know about what. Wasn't suspicious at the time. And then they leave us. Fast forward to the middle of the night. I wake my mom up sitting straight up in the tent. I wake easily. So I heard her gasp and it woke me. As soon as she saw that I was awake, she put her hand over my mouth because I started to ask her what's wrong. It was dead silent. And all of a sudden, you hear footsteps right beside 
the tent. The little flap that covers a zipper began to move. Thankfully, my mom was quick, and she said very loudly, Kenny, grab the gun! Kenny is my dad, although that doesn't matter, and mind you, he was not there, just like us girls, like I previously said. They left. No harm was done. Thank the Lord for my mama. All right, guys. I <laughs> That's some scary shit. I've always wanted to go camping. And I, I've never been. I've never been. I'm in my 30s and I've never been camping a day in my life. Okay, I get it. But it would be awesome for like a day or two, but not really longer than that. I'm good. My back doesn't want to sleep on the ground, Ugh, not to mention bugs and shit. I don't have time for that. I like indoor plumbing. I enjoy Wi-Fi, uh, food that, that is not cooked over fire. I mean, I don't know. I've never had food cooked over fire. I mean, you don't count grilling. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it, w- it would be fun to try like at least once while I'm still young enough to get my ass off the ground, you know what I mean? But uh, being alone in the wilderness, while there is some creepy dude lurking around, doesn't sound that awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, it doesn't, it doesn't. Now, and also, if I saw my the zipper uh, of, the, of the tent moving, uh, I, I gotta be honest with you, I would have freaked the fuck out, okay? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have time for that type of, um, spiritual terrifying disrespect. So pretending to have a gun could be helpful unless you run into creepy ass people like the one in, in, in one of our previous stories who did not care, legit witnessed his friend get shot in the chest twice and still decided to, uh, move forward to the man holding the shotgun. So some people don't give a fuck, you know? But mama, mama thought quick on her feet, which I respect, okay? And she saved her child. I see you, mama bear. I see you, boo. <laughs> Hello, come and listen to Grand Rapidians play video games. My name is Willie. I'm the original Cooking Mama World Champion. And even though I've had close to 5,000 different brews, I always keep hams in the fridge. I'm Ginger, I'm the inaugural Tetris DS world record setter, and you can usually hear me eye roll at Willie's introductions. Every week, we review a beverage, we talk about a game we've played, we recommend something like a podcast, and we assign points for real life experience. Come and listen to Grand Rapidians play video games. Found wherever you listen to quality podcasts. and talk about my creepy uh intruder story <laughs> i uh i i can't remember if i shared this before but if i did oh well uh, it was when i was in college and i lived in a three-bedroom apartment i had two roommates who had uh, boyfriends and i got off work late i was a bartender at the time and I, actually i got off work hella early in the morning like four in the morning And my dad was actually on the road to see me that morning. He was in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was in Savannah, Georgia at the time. This is where I went to school. So this was about a four-hour drive. Anyways, um, so I get home from work, and and I have enough time to take off my shoes when all of a sudden there was a knock at the door. Now, I assumed it was my dad, and maybe he just arrived early. I I could not have been more wrong. It was a, a man that was standing at my door. And he had cornrows in his hair, messy ass facial hair, and was wearing sweatpants. I think like a black t-shirt too. And I can, I can still remember him. I really can. He asked if someone named Tanya or Toya was home. And I told him that, um, that no one had lived there, uh, by that name, you know? So I started to close the door and then he rushed his way inside and started to drag me upstairs now, this happened so fast that there was literally nothing that I could do. 
um, I fell back onto the stairs uh, with my back to the stairs facing the front door trying to get from his grasp because he was he had me by my hair and uh, it, it, it was just terrifying it really was um, so anyways I'm screaming on the top of my lungs and this guy had I'm thinking that he must have been watching me is what I'm thinking because he knew he knew that I got home late on the weekends and I always entered alone and usually had a couple hundred dollars in tips on me at that time. I, I think his intent was to rob me. I'm hoping that was all his, his intent was, but I don't know. But, um, what he, what he didn't know was that my roommates, boyfriends were home. Both of them were home. And, um, one of them will call him Leo. He was in the army and he had, a, and he had his, one of his guns with him. He had lots of weapons actually, but one of them he had with him. My other roommate's boyfriend will call him Dennis. Uh, Dennis is like six foot four and like 250 pounds. And so <laughs> they all, uh, they all heard me screaming and came running down the stairs to make sure that I was okay, which is where I was being dragged at the time. So we were all on the stairs, you know, Leo was in nothing but his boxers and he had his gun with him. Dennis was in his boxers and, and, uh, socks on, and he had a bat. And so the guy who was trying to drag me up the stairs by my hair, uh, was, he sees these two grown men plus their girlfriends running towards the stairs, trying to come down the stairs, but he's, he's blocking, uh, the, he's pretty much between, uh, the stairs and the entrance of the door and the foyer. So he could have easily just, you know, gotten out, but he looked terrified. So he let me go and ran so fast that he could not get traction uh, on the steps, uh, you know, what he was running, he just could not get traction. So he just kind of stumbles on the way, on the way, um, down the stairs. And, uh, he ended up falling on the foyer and the foyer and just kind of slipping on the welcome mat. So my roommates confronted me and called the police while their boyfriends ran around the apartment complex, chasing this man, looking for him, trying to catch him. Unfortunately, neither Leo or Dennis, uh, had shoes on. And, um, they didn't give a shit, but unfortunately, uh, that, that guy got away. He had shoes on, so he had better traction. I don't know, but I, I think our lease ended up being, being up pretty soon. I, I moved, I would say a month or so shortly after that. It wasn't that much. It wasn't that long. So yeah, I know I now always double check my door before I open it. Peephole check is important. <laughs> and if I'm not expecting anyone, I may not even answer the door at all. There's a good chance that I won't. So if you're coming over to my crib, you better hit me up first because I don't like surprises. <laughs> I've taken, um, self-defense classes. I studied Taekwondo and Hapkido, you know, it, it builds a level of confidence, you know, when you know that you're able to defend yourself, should you need to. Plus, it's an amazing workout. I, now, mind you, I haven't uh, done any of these uh, martial arts in quite some time. I should probably uh, do that again, lose some weight, <laughs> kick some ass, <laughs> and all that good stuff. But that was my adult home intruder story. Luckily for me, I wasn't alone at that time. I don't know if my roommates, uh, my college roommates at this time, listened to my podcast or not, but they and their boyfriends saved my life. Who's to know if I would still be here right now having a podcast about these creepy ass stories? Who knows? Because I don't really know what that man's intention was. Now, also, let this be another uh, lesson to you all. Uh, you know, usually somebody will say, hey, is so-and-so home? And they know that that person doesn't live there. They're just trying to kind of case the joint, see who's home, see who opens the door and all that stuff. So just be very careful who you open your door to. I certainly hope that you guys enjoyed yourself this week as much as I didn't. Once again, creepy ass stories by myself. <laughs> if there's anything that you guys can take from this podcast episode, it's once again, make sure that all your doors and windows are securely locked when you're home or when you're not home. Just be careful. Professionally silly life rules, guys. Also, living anywhere in the country makes you a target. And so does living in the city. So good luck, everyone. <laughs> Shout out to uh, thoughtcatalog.com. 
Mashable.com and DidYouKnowFacts.com. They help me with these uh, creepy ass stories to share with you so that you can go to bed paranoid just like me. So there we are. We're all the same here. Thank you, internet. <laughs> Make sure you email me at professionally silly. It's professionally silly at gmail.com. Once again, it's professionally silly at gmail.com. And if you have any stories that you want to share with the podcast, it can certainly uh, literally be about anything that you want. Chances are it will, it will definitely make the podcast because I cover a lot of topics here. Creepy stories, secrets, confessions, paranormal stuff, you name it. We most likely talk about it here. So make sure uh, also, if you decide to send me uh, an email, make sure you let me know in the address, in the email address, in the email address, in the email, if you want to be anonymous or not. So let me know. Hit me up. It's professionally silly at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to, you can call the, uh, you can give me a call through the Anchor app, leave me a message, or you can call my Google Voice number, 805-664-1828. Once again, 805-664-1828. So you can leave me a message or text message if you want to, and I'll be sure to uh, to put it on the podcast because unless you, unless you say otherwise, obviously. So you will definitely make it on there. <laughs> I've got a PO box as well, so you can snail mail me. P.O. Box 29892, Los Angeles, California, 929. Once again, P.O. Box 29892, Los Angeles, California, 90029. I'm going to go ahead and take this moment to shout out my loyal returning listeners because you guys, you guys are dope. You keep a bitch feeling inspired. So I keep bringing you more awesome content every week. So thank you so much. Y'all make me feel so loved and appreciated and whatnot. Ugh. I cannot wait to earn more people exactly like you. Oh my God. Speaking of which, um, don't forget to leave me a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts to help me get a little closer to my goal or whatever uh, podcast platform that you may be listening to me on. Leave me review, rating, what have you, because I would love, love, love to reach as many people as I possibly can. I always, I always mention Apple Podcasts because that tends to be a chart that matters, I guess. I don't know. But definitely leave me those reviews. <laughs> I don't know. I just need your help. I, it doesn't really sound like much, but those reviews are extraordinarily helpful for a podcast to grow. Oh, and guess the fuck what? Okay? I got a new podcast review. And I'm super, super, super excited to share it with you guys. So it actually, um, it's coming from Apple Yelper, okay? And the subject title, the, the title there is She's Cool. I mean, that person is, is, is correct. I cannot argue with their correctness. <laughs> and it says, I found her on Periscope. She's got talent and a way that attracts you. The podcast is funny silly and informative about interesting things. Give her some of your time, listen and share. Yo, first of all, thank you so much, Apple Yelper. That's a very sweet uh, review, I love it. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Periscope is, Periscope is pretty much Twitter live. It's a live Twitter, uh, so you're able to see people's live streaming videos and you can actually watch them. And so I do live uh, Periscope videos pretty often, so if you are interested, and checking me out, make sure you follow me on Periscope. All my uh, social media information will be below in the show notes. So yeah, thank you so much once again, Apple Yelper. If you want a chance for your review to be read here on the air, you have to leave a review. <laughs> I've got, um, oh, guess what time it is. It's time for the PSC. You're damn right. Podcast. Shout out corner. Um, I've got a new podcast that I want to shout out. It's not new to me, but it may be new to you. It's called the Toil and Trouble Podcast. The podcast of the macabre. Yeah, macabre, macabre, I always say it wrong. <laughs> but it is a spooky podcast for spooky people. So similar to this podcast, they do discuss true crime and ghost stories, but they put a wonderful spooky spin on it. So Ashley and Tori, they work together to bring you sass and suspense all while creeping you the fuck out. I love it. So take a listen to the Toil and Trouble, a podcast of the macabre. It's a lot of spooky fun. Macabre, macabre, macabre. Listen, English is hard. 
I'm not even sure that's original English. It might have been Latin. I don't know. <laughs> so make sure you go ahead and you uh, follow that podcast. You subscribe to them and you give them a lesson because they are amazing. Follow this podcast right here on Instagram and Twitter at It's Pro Silly. Pictures for this episode will be up on the IG. So make sure uh, you check that out. Tweet me on Twitter and share your opinions about my older and newer episodes. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah. I have no idea what that is. Pretend it didn't happen. If you are digging the Professionally Silly podcast, guess what? You can now support my silly content by making monthly donations. Now, this is a very helpful and easy way of making the Professionally Silly podcast even better and to help move the silly forward. You can now make monthly contributions uh, as low as $9.99 a month. Yeah, that's only $10. (laughs) $4.99 a month or 99 cents a month right here on the Anchor app. And if you have some commitment issues or you don't have the Anchor app, there's always PayPal. So make sure you go ahead and PayPal me at www.paypal.me slash Amber Smiles Jones. I'll be sure to put that down in the show notes as well. So let's keep the silly going. Once again, I want to shout out to our very first uh, listener supporter, Stony M for her monthly donation. I thank you again, boo. I've not forgotten. It's only been like what a week or so. And I, uh, I, I still can't stop thinking about it. I can't. <laughs> so uh, make sure you check out the show notes for my bonus information. Once again, my social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitters, my, my YouTube channels, uh, my cameo page, all kinds of stuff. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your audible boo thing, Amber smiles, Jones, Thank you so much for listening to the Professionally Silly Station here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. Until next time, my loves, watch where you step, because there are pieces of shit everywhere. And currently, one of them is trying to run for president again. Please go out and vote so that wrinkled orange piece of shit doesn't waste the country's time for another four years. (sighs) All right. Love you guys. Bye.